Welcome to Storytime with Tubbs, the time where Tubbs tells stories. The Funny Game An unexceptional looking sedan pulls up outside of an upscale restaurant in the Glasgow West End. The time on the dashboard reads three minutes past midnight. The windows of the restaurant are boarded up and over the door hangs a hastily made paper sign that reads, Due to the unprecedented situation regarding COVID-19, La Elmonde's will be remaining closed for the foreseeable future. Please stay safe. Inside the car, there are two people, both of whom are wearing casual clothing, warm, functional jumpers and black zip-up bags. The driver's name is Roger. He puts the car into neutral and pulls on the handbrake. It makes a satisfying sound, like knuckles cracking. This is it, he says, turning the key. The car shudders and is still. The street is empty and dark, aside from pillars of orange light from street lamps. Roger is in his late forties, has a receding hairline, a cockney accent and a friendly yet forceful way of speaking. The second character is presently sitting in the passenger seat. Her name is Katrina, a media student whose father used to work with Roger back in the day. Roger had recently agreed to take her under his wing and show her the best ways to make money as a photographer, namely as a paparazzi, paparazzo, paper nazi, pap, razzi, papzo, vulture, or a steamed member of the press. How'd you know to uh, come here? Katrina says in her gentle central belt accent. She opens her bag and pulls out a camera. She's in her mid-twenties and has a healthy obsession with Pokemon Go. She has dyed hair, a lighter brown on top with black lowlights. Today, it is tied up into a sensible bun, which makes the darker parts show through in a way that she likes. A magician never reveals his secrets, Roger says. You got a tip, didn't you? Who was it? Katrina says. Can't tell you that. This is something you'll need to learn, Katrina. Never reveal your sources. Roger stretches. Oh, please, Katrina says. She rips the Velcro on her camera bag and hefts it onto her lap. You said I could shadow you. I, I need to learn. Roger sighs. Okay, I'll tell you. But first, tell me why you want to be a paparazzi. Well, I mean, I'm a photographer she says. And this is one of the best ways to make money. To make money! Boom! That's it. Exactly. Roger grins and turns in his seat. Money, 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 Katrina Old Sport. That's what I like to hear. You've got to be hungry, famished, downright starved. Katrina laughs. She's known Roger for years, from family dinner parties, barbecues, and the odd trip to the bowling alley. He leans in, the bald top of his head glinting. Okay, so what I'm about to tell you doesn't leave this car. Agreed? I don't agree, Katrina says. If you're going to jail, I'm no coming. Roger laughs, a hearty laugh. I'll tell you anyway. You ever hear about find my phone? Eh, uh, aye. Katrina screws a lens into her camera with a forceful jerk of the elbow. Tracks phones. W when you lose them, right? Exactly. So, my source is find my phone. Roger 
was always one for pranks, salting the table water or putting a strip of sellotape across a doorway. He always had a little glint in his eye when he was up to something mischievous. He has that same look now. How do you mean? It's easy. Uh, I do it all the time. I'll have you know that right now I have about ten major celebrities' personal find-my-phone passwords. How? She expected some neighbour calling or some sketchy person at the party tipping them off. Maybe even something involving someone shady in a car park with a trench coat and a trilby hat. Firstborn child, always. Really? Katrina says. Well, not always, but it happens a lot. Your dad's iCloud password is Katrina666, for instance. Is it? Most definitely. Rog, that would be so illegal. It's not even funny. Psh. Katrina sighs. Look, if this ends up in court, you never told me. Oh, ye of little fife. Roger pulls out his own camera and admires it for a second before turning it on. So, what? You've just been keeping tabs on various celebrities in case the breach lockdown. Pretty much. Bit unethical, isn't it? She says. We're already breaching lockdown ourselves. Ah, remember this, Katrina. Roger clears his throat. <clears throat> the only thing that matters with ethics is public opinion. If the public don't know, then they don't have an opinion. I think Socrates said that. He grins and flicks on the radio. As Roger had explained earlier, when he made a hasty phone call in the middle of the night, the celebrity in question is Garth Leghorn, an unexceptional American B-list actor who had recently begun to crawl back a little bit of credibility after a series of disastrous, angsty teen vampire films in the early noughties. Films that had left him in the troubling position of being incredibly recognisable, but for all of the wrong reasons. Recently, after spending a few years in hiding, and after a series of embarrassing headlines, our actor is making a big comeback. A new arthouse piece about ethnic divides in Britain. The man now claims to be straight edge. He also claims to have been cured of his sex addiction and to have found God. Though the public remains uncertain as to which God he was referring to. Right pickings. Hypocrisies make for the best paydays. This is something that Roger knows well. Garth Leghorn's firstborn child from his second marriage is unironically named Rainfall. Rainfall Leghorn O'Reilly Hunter. And as luck would have it, Garth happens to use her name as his password for everything. So, when Roger spotted the phone signal heading down to this Glasgow restaurant, he naturally jumped at the opportunity. There'd been a recent spree of bar owners and other upper-class types organising secret parties and lock-ins, despite the current Level 4 viral isolation restrictions prohibiting such activities. How will you know it's him uh, when he comes out? Might be in a hoodie or something, Katrina says. Oh, I could pick out a celebrity at 200 yards, no problem, Roger says. It's the way they hold themselves, their hair, their clothes, their fucking entourages. Politicians are the same, just uglier, and their entourages are ugly too. Working as a paparazzi, on the whole, is rather boring, 
This is, of course, subjective. Not all people find the same things boring. But the fact is, the job involves a tremendous amount of waiting around with no guaranteed payday. This especially applies to freelancers or to small outsourcing companies like our two sitting in this black sedan. Paparazzi also have a lot of expenses. Cars, petrol, equipment. They need the best cameras or no one will take their work. They need the best lenses, the best lighting. That nip slip, that dad bod, that sneaky full fat ice cream they've just been tweeting about some fucking diet. Another thing that many people don't consider is that esteemed members of the press have to almost exclusively eat outside in places frequented by celebrities. So the price range is generally remarkably steep. But back to the car. The silence had been dragging on, seconds begetting minutes, minutes begetting hours, only the placid nattering of the radio host in the background, slight thudding of rain like fingertips on the windshield, the darkness of the alley, the wooden plyboard covering the windows of that restaurant, the gentle sound of two photographers fiddling with their aspect ratios. After a while, Katrina leans forward and says, So why do you do the job, Rog? I've already got the job, Roger says, taking a sip from a takeaway coffee that has long since gone cold. No, that's not what I mean. Like, why do you like being a paparazzi? Why have you done it for 20 years? She holds up her camera and looks at him through the viewfinder. That's an odd one, he says. I guess I just like being on my feet all the time. I like doing something different every day. The graft. Sometimes I'm hiding in the bushes on a golf course. Sometimes I'm at red carpets. Sometimes I'm in cars in the middle of the night. He grins, stretching a little. Filthy cars, she says, kicking a takeaway box under his seat. The conversation fades to silence again. The clock on the dashboard now reads 3.45 a.m. After a while, Roger turns around again. Want to play uh, the funny game? The funny game, she says. What's that? The funny game is like, imagine you're explaining something fucked up about our modern times to someone from the future, a time traveller or something. And the answer is always, because it was funny. He leans forward, stretching his back. Like, I'll begin. See Parks. He puts on a silly voice, all high-pitched. Why did you keep whales in prisons? Because we thought it was funny. She laughs. <laughs> so, so I just picked something terrible about our times. Yeah, he sips his coffee again. Here's another one. Why did you allow people to keep tigers as pets? We thought it was funny, Katrina says, grinning. Okay, um... Why was Glasgow simultaneously the friendliest city in Europe, as well as being the stab capital of the world? It was funny. Why else? How about global warming? Why did you keep burning the planet, knowing fine well what was happening for about 100 years? <laughs> Roger snorts. We thought it was funny. 
Here's another one. Why, why did you elect people who said that a global pandemic was something to take on the chin? Funny! Katrina laughs, throwing her head back against the seat. Why did people publicly humiliate other people in magazines? Oh, Roger puts his hand up for a hush. Speak of the devil. A crack of light appears in the doorway to the restaurant. The two sit up, cameras primed. Katrina turns off the radio. The door swings open and a head pops out. A dark silhouette. The figure scans the street. Is that him? Katrina whispers. No, no, no. Decoy. Look at those shoes. Cheap pieces of shit. The figure starts walking casually down the street. Oh, fire. Another figure appears. Two. Three. A small group. They start piling out of the restaurant. At the back, there's one guy with a hoodie pulled all the way up. Shining, beautiful, Italian-looking shoes on his feet. Roger nods to his companion and rolls down his window. Oi! Wankers! Their heads snap up like rabbits, their faces catching the light. There's a flurry of camera shutters, flashes, a hundred, a thousand pictures. The crowd scatters, running in all directions. The man in the hoodie jumps back and tries the door, but whoever's inside clearly cuts their losses because they don't let him in. He turns around. Shutters still flying. He stumbles and then lurches towards the car. Oh, brilliant. He's fucking hammered, Roger says. The figure pulls down his hood and, sure enough, there he is. Garth Lycorn. He looks furious and he staggers forwards through the flickering flashbulbs. You got anything to say for yourself, Garth? Breaking lockdown, Roger shouts, a beaming grin on his face. People are dying, Garth. Want to give us a quote for the magazine? I'll give you a goddamn quote, Garth shouts in his appealingly plain Californian accent. Fucking bastards, fucking vultures. You can't just fucking leave me the fuck alone, can you? His voice is slurred, aggressive. Garth reaches into his hoodie, feeling around for an inner pocket. Careful, Rog, Katrina says, still snapping pictures. The man pulls out something curved. He holds it out, the light catching the polished metal. It's a gun. A big, black revolver. He points it at Roger. Holy shit, Roger says. Calm down there, Garth. There's no need for this. Garth runs at the car and, swinging his arm in a wide crescent, he pistol whips the front windscreen. The first hit bounces, making a sound like a pebble on sheet ice. He swings again, and there's a colossal sound that rolls down the street. The window remains intact, but is now far more conclave and splintered than it was before, like a web. Stop taking pictures, fucks, Garth says. He whacks the windscreen again. Roger recoils. He puts down his camera and raises his hands. Calm down, mate. No one wants any trouble. Katrina, shocked, follows suit. Get the fuck out! Get out! Get out! Get out! The celebrity whacks the gun off the windscreen a third time. Shards of glass shower down on Roger. Katrina opens the door and steps around the car, hands raised. Roger comes out of his side. Calm down, mate. There's no need for this. Give me the fucking cameras! Okay, okay. Whatever you say, mate. Just let us go. 
Roger opens the door again and grabs the two cameras. Garth is shaking with rage. His lovingly sculpted blonde hair is flapping about in the breeze. He puts the gun against Roger's head. That five o'clock shadow that looks so nice on the big screen is now developing a certain ominous quality. Delete everything, cunt! Delete it all! Now! It's jarring hearing an American say the C-word. He starts going through the camera, deleting each picture one by one. Faster! Garth pulls the gun away from Roger's head for a second. Without thinking, the cockney paparazzo sweeps up hard with his camera, catching the celebrity's perfectly squared jaw. There's an oof as the metal connects. A little blood appears in the man's mouth, and he falls back. Roger grabs the gun with his left hand, and with his right he brings the camera down again on the chiseled, handsome face. There's a splatter of blood, and the celebrity crumples. Jesus Christ, Katrina says. Oh, I love this fucking camera, Roger shouts, bringing it down once more. There's a crunch, and the celebrity crumples into a pile on the floor, those beautiful Italian shoes flapping about in the air. He wrestles the gun out of the guy's hand. Rog, Katrina says. Oh my God, why did you do that? He wanted me to delete my pictures. I've got an anniversary coming up. You crazy fuck. The figure on the floor groans and starts trying to sit up. Roger, without thinking, raises the gun to shoot into the air. He has the intention of firing a warning shot, fairly certain that the police would understand, given the situation. Plus... He's never fired a gun before, and can't resist the opportunity. He pulls the trigger. Click. A little flame pops out of the end. What the fuck? Katrina says. It's a liar! It's a fucking liar! Roger gives the figure on the ground a kick. <laughs>